0: Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I have a special guest, Lorna Allen from New York Life Insurance is going to be talking with me about how not just to make smart investment, but get into the mindset where you're able and receiving money. This is going to be a powerful episode. If For those of you who have been struggling financially and just don't know how or where to start to improve your financial future, you're going to get all of these tips coming to you after this short break. Hey, we're back. And I am so super excited to have my girl, Lorna Allen with me today. She is beyond just a financial investment with. She is just someone that you can just relate to on a deep and personal level. Like she's a mom, you know, she, (laughs) she loves Celine Dion. She just is someone who's just really chill and relaxed. And I'm just really excited to like bring her in and just talk about not just money, but investment and wealth and, and just, Elevating our mindset to looking at money as a tool, and so I'm excited to have this conversation to share it with you guys. And I know this is going to be a really great experience. Lorna, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited too. I was just like, oh, I was just like doing cartwheels before we uh, started this call because I'm just so pumped for everything we were going to be talking about. So let's just dive straight into it. Like. In your opinion, why is money such a hard topic for women? You know, that's a
1: that's a really, a really good question. And I think, you know, if I just were to give an overarching kind of answer to that, it's what I've learned is that everybody's kind of in their own story about money, you know? So we believe certain things about money. It's good. It's bad. It's evil. It's, you know, we're, we're bad if we want too much of it, or do we deserve it? Or everybody's in my family struggles, So maybe I shouldn't have it. So we all kind of have this, this, these preconceived notions and misconceptions about what money is, what it can do. And it's, we don't always feel like we're really smart about money. And sometimes we, we tell ourselves things that aren't always true, but we believe them, you know, and another thing is that money is such a private or intimate subject for so many of us. And when we, you know, when we're taught not to talk about it, I mean, some of the younger generation, maybe they feel more free to talk about it, but maybe people that are, are in their forties or so may not feel comfortable talking about it or their fifties, but um, it's, it's often a really private topic and it can be wrapped around a lot of pain or jealousy or expectations and then disappointments. Um, And it also, you know, it, sometimes money can encompass a lot of our insecurities and fears. You know, if we don't have enough money, can we pay our bills? You know, those kinds of things. So there's a lot of psychology that's involved in how we think about money. And then also when it comes to money, it's very unfortunate. I think that a lot of women have not often been treated as equals when it comes Mm -hmm. to discussing money or working with money. And so when we, have you know in the past and even today i've seen it today where a woman is talking to say a financial advisor or a banker or somebody that's dealing with money they're going to talk to the man if if you're in a you know if you're married they may be talking to your husband or you know instead of coming to you so i mean i know when i when i bought my first car i happened to have my then boyfriend now husband at the time with me and the car dealer people started talking to him and i said no 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 you talk to me he's not buying this car i'm buying the car so <laughs> you know, and it really kind of, it made me feel inferior. And I think a lot of women, uh, probably, you know, feel like those kinds of situations can erode our confidence. And so we're not always confident about money. And so that's why it can be difficult also. And on top of that, we don't always know where to start when we, when, when we're dealing with money, we don't know who to go to, we don't know who to trust. And, um, you know, so all these things can kind of cause us to, to freeze. And I say, what's that animal that sticks their head in the sand? Oh. Do you know the bird or something that that's, that's what I think of is it sometimes as, you know, as individuals, the groundhog ground is, is, yeah, uh, no, no, it's the bird that has the long neck and sticks their head. Oh, in the sand. Ostrich.
0: Ostrich. ostrich yes. Yeah.
1: So I kind of feel like sometimes I, you know, even today, when I'm talking to a couple about money, the woman will be very quiet, and the man just starts talking. And I will, I'll acknowledge and and so on. But then I'll say, and so what do you think? I'll talk to her. So, um, you know, all those things can kind of cause us to freeze, and those fears and the issues that we have around money and the story that we're in about money. Um, sometimes we think that those those fears will disappear, but they they don't really disappear too often. But you know what? I'll tell you this. I have seen over and over again in my practice that women are actually pretty smart about money. Mm-hmm. They know what they want their money to do. They just don't have the confidence of, about money or around money. And, uh, women think about money a lot. And, um, but everyone is different. Everyone has their own you know situation and, and it's unique to them because they have, um, the psychology around money can be very different and, uh, So, you know, but they do, women actually do think quite a bit about money, I have found. And, but they think about it in different ways because it can become a a mindset. There's a mindset around money.
0: So that's really interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that's it. <laughs> no, it's just really interesting. Like as I was listening to you, so there's a, there's like a lot of layers here. There is the con- there's the family background. There's societal conditioning. There's you know past hurts and hangups. But even with all that other stuff, women by far have a clear set idea of how they want to use their money, but they just don't know where to go and find the right resources. If I'm understanding this correctly. Yes, absolutely.
1: They many women actually know what they what they want their money to do for them. They just don't know how to go about getting their money to do those things for them. Because they don't have they don't have all the answers. They don't have their hands, you know, their fingertips on the resources, and they they're a little bit scared to, to go out and do that. It's like, you know, dipping your do I jump all in or do I just dip my toes? And I think part of the reason for that too, Denise, is because as women, so many of us are, like you mentioned earlier, I mean, we we are working, we have businesses, we have children, we have husbands. For the most part, we're still running the household. So, you know, we're juggling a lot of plates and that's not even taking into account that now a lot of women our age and even a little older than us are having to take care of their parents as well as take care of their kids. And so they have this whole other set of responsibilities, both psychological, emotional, financial, physical. They have so many things that they have to take care of. And sometimes it can be kind of overwhelming. They're supposed to do all these things all the time. You know, I think um, I think of that when Desperate Housewives show was on. Uh, there was one episode where um, Felicity Huffman uh was starting to take her, her kids ADHD medication because she just couldn't do it all. Mm -hmm. And when she was on that medication, you know, she was, it's a stimulant drug. And so she was able to, you know, make all the costumes for this and cook and, and work and carry the babies. And, you know, so, you know, we, we, our society puts in our head that yes, women can work and yes, women can take care of the household. And guess what? You better be able to do it
0: both. And you bet, and if you do well, and do well, it's not just you can do it, you have to do it well. And so, actually, you you mentioned something that I just want to like piggyback on is that everybody is struggling with, you know, taking care of not just their household, but in some cases, their family members and growing their business and all this stuff. How can, and, and it just feels like there's too much information. I, I remember, you know, March of this year when the whole coronavirus just broke out and everyone was tracked at home. It just felt like you're being avalanche with information. Avalanche with information, not just information about like how to stay safe from the virus, but just information, period, because everyone was coming online. Everyone was doing doing Zooms. Everyone sending more emails. It just felt like, where do I go? Where do I start? So my question is, how can... First, how can we feel more comfortable with, like, and discerning, like, what information is right for us financially? Right.
1: So, you know, I think that one of the ways that we can become more comfortable about money, and really it's a big thing, is is education and just learning. And I don't mean you have to get a formal education. What I'm talking about is just when you, if you want to be comfortable with something, what do you do? You try it out, right? Right. And because money is kind, I mean, yes, it's tangible, but it's also a little bit conceptual, or a lot of it conceptual. So just start kind of experimenting with it. Get comfortable with how it works. Start learning what it does, what it doesn't do, what it can give you, what it can't give you, right? So just kind of start, start playing with it because the more you understand it, and the more you can see what what the rewards can be and what the, um, you know, how you can get over the fears of it that surround it and so on, then the better off you'll be. And, and you know, there are lots of ways that you can experiment with money. And I know it kind of sounds odd to say that, but I will tell you that a lot of uh, younger women that I work with who are really and truly just starting to learn about what money done, how it grow and what it means when they have it or when they don't have it, What I've seen is that a lot of women, if they just start off or people in general, you just start off small. You know, maybe you, for example, you just open a small little E-Trade account or some kind of brokerage account, just something small that you can play with. You you don't have to do it consistently, but just put a little in and then just watch how it grows. And by the way, there are also like these little dummy accounts that you can set up on Yahoo Finance and, and things like that. And you can just play and just see what it does so you can get more comfortable when you start learning how it works and it's interesting because even if you don't feel like you know exactly how something works act as if you are going to have to teach it to somebody and a really good what a really good thing to do teach it to your kids mm. so if you have to teach it to your kids you're going to learn it And so your kids are going to ask or whoever it is, you're going to teach it to your niece or your nephew. I don't care. Teach it to somebody look in the mirror and teach it to yourself. Right. Because anytime you have to teach something, you really have to learn it. So you'll feel more confident because you'll realize that, wow, I didn't know. I knew all that, but you do, you really do. People know a lot more than they think they do. They just, um, they just don't have the confidence around it. So, um, the other thing you can do to get more comfortable is to find find a money coach or a mentor, and it doesn't have to even be somebody that uh, you know that you're working with every single week or month or something like that. You can find so much information online, and there are so many. Um, so much uh, advice and and things that you can learn but you'll figure out what you feel comfortable with and what you still need to learn about and and what interests you or what you kind of want to stay away from and so if you kind of just take those small steps to begin and try to teach it you'll learn it yourself and then once you learn it you'll have that confidence and you'll feel so much more comfortable around money.
0: Well, talking about confidence, this is a great time for me to mention to those who are listening that if you are struggling with just kind of understanding about who you are, what you want to out of your life—not just your business, but your financially—all those parts—I want to encourage all of you guys, if you're listening, to go ahead to go to DeniseGLee.com. Not now, hit the pause button. <laughs> hit the pause button, or listen it. And go there, pick courses tab and click on Amazing Attitudes. In 21 days, I will be talking with you one-on-one about all of the issues that prevent you from reaching out and getting the support that you need in all areas, not just your financial and your business life, but perhaps your emotional life. We're going to make sure that we have no stone left unturned and tackle all the things that may have prevented you from reaching out for help in the first place. Your life is worth living in a fulfilled manner. So go on denisegelee.com, hit courses tab and go for amazing attitude because in 21 days, you are going to feel amazing. Okay, let's get back into it. So one of the things that I think to myself a lot is that, okay, you brought up some really good points. Teach to somebody, heck, even teach it to your dog, right? Teach some type of financial uh, literacy, open up a dummy account, try, you know, try to do some simulation trades on your own but for a lot of people, even that is a little scary. Do you have any ideas to like kind of psych yourself emotionally to even start the process for some, a lot of people, it's not just they know that the resources are out there, but they just don't even know how to kind of motivate themselves. Yeah.
1: So, you know, if you, if you're really, really scared, then don't play with real money, right? And instead just use one of those dummy accounts. Like I mentioned, Yahoo Finance, I think has a dummy account that you can, I actually did that with my son. We, um, my sister and I set up a dummy account for him and he, you know, played with it a little bit. He lost interest because we did that when he was really little. So it probably wasn't in the forefront of his mind, but, you know, to build up the confidence to even take those first steps, I think it's really important for women to realize that you, a couple of things come to mind. One is that if you want it, you can have it. Mm -hmm. I never, ever have believed that there's nothing that we can't do, right? Individually, collectively, as a society, it doesn't matter. If you want it, go for it. Do it. And you know what? You're going to make mistakes, understand and accept that you will make those mistakes and just move on. You don't have to let your past define your future. Take the the take those steps just one one bit at a time. And I will tell you for a lot of, especially young women that I work with, well, even older women, but um, with a lot of younger women that I work with, they've told me what their hopes and their dreams are. And I'm not talking about just financial stuff. I'm talking about, you know, one wants to be a nurse, a traveling nurse. Another one wants to be a CEO of her own company, another one, you know, but they don't know where to start. And so, and they're afraid and they don't have the confidence. And so one of the things that I do is I say, okay, Your job, your homework before we meet again is to just call, like I did with this one lady, just call the nursing school and find out what it's going to take for you to get in. Could you even get in? Let's just take one step at a time. And, you know, when you start to break things down and you take one step at a time, it doesn't feel so scary. And you'll start to get some momentum going. That momentum will build your confidence many many times denise what i have seen is that it just takes that one step that one little success to get you to the next level so i would say build up that confidence by realizing you know okay here's another another little trick i do is when i start to have that little negative thing come up in my head i i call i probably shouldn't tell you what i call mine okay i call mine richard There's a nickname for Richard, right? (laughs) And I say, listen here, Richard, you need to go away because I'm not listening to you. And it's, I mean, I have to like physically tell myself that. And then I think, you know what? Okay. And I pull up my bootstraps and and I say, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm not going to let anything stop me. And Richard is no longer going to be hanging over me. But, you know, once in a while, when he creeps back in, I say, listen here, Richard. <laughs> and so I, I move on. Sometimes it's, and the, the reason that I do that personally is because it, it forces me to separate the emotion from the motivation, even though there's a lot of emotion in motivation, but it forces me to separate the, neg- the negative emotion from the motivation and, the, and the, the driving force that will propel us to move forward.
0: Well, I know Richard is not in the room right now. No. (laughs) Richard (laughs) is getting smaller every day. (laughs) It is. It's definitely, I believe it's uh, a decision every day. Every Actually, not even forget every day, every moment to not listen to that small little voice that wants us to play small or to hide or to not take risks because... And I know we're going to talk more about this later, but money is such a tool, right? And it's not going to grow if we hold on to it with clenched fists.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Money. Money actually
1: just gives you options and opportunities. That's why it's a tool. It allows you to do what you really want to do. It allows you to, to. fulfill your passion to fulfill your dreams. It's just a tool. And I mean, just like a hammer is a tool, you know, a wrench is a tool, money is a tool. So um it just helps us to get to our goals or achieve our goals. And so, you know, but but remember what I said at the beginning too, money is, you know, we have a story about money. We all are in this are a different story about money. And if your story is scarcity, then we have to we have to think about that. We have to deal with that. If your story is abundance, then that's a different story about money.
0: Yeah, and I I, I find this a lot with my private clients is that the way they think about their personal finances spills way into their business, right? So if they're thinking that their money is hard to find, it's not renewable, it's not abundant, then they. They're afraid of taking risks in their business because they think, well, if it applies to my personal life, it's definitely going to apply to my professional, my business life. And so right. in order to like have that money work, you have to trust and believe that it will come to you and it will come with you in abundance as long as you realize that it's free flowing. It's, 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 going, it's, it's going to be something that will always be available to you as long as you're open to receiving. If you're open to receiving, you're open to giving. These things work in tandem. Isn't that
1: interesting? Yes, I, I definitely agree with that. I, You know, money actually um, tends to flow or I always say money is attracted to people, right? People attract money because of the way that they think about it, because of what they do with it. And also because they make it work for them. They don't let, they, they don't let, themselves become slaves to money right they control it and what that means is that in reality if you know like if we're doing something for for real the way that you can control money is to know everything about it to well and I I say that loose well maybe not so loosely but I say that to to mean that if you know where your money is coming from if you know what it's doing, if you know what it's not doing, if you have clarity around what you want it to do, um, it, it, you know, some other things. If you can understand those things and and you do have, you don't, you have that abundance mentality, then the money will be attracted to you because you get to a point where in your mind you believe and you act as if you really can do almost anything you want and the money is going to come to you naturally. I know so many, I work with so many businesswomen and they say to me, I honestly don't know, and businessmen, by the way, I honestly don't know how the money came. We just happened to land this really great client and then the word spread. And now, you know, we're doing really well. And everybody struggles. Everybody struggles at the beginning and that's okay. They learn from it. But, um, you know, there's a lot of, There are a couple of things that I've found that um, business entrepreneurs tend to, uh, a reason that they tend to succeed. But it, it spills over into their personal life to some extent. Many times it's because they just have a plan. Mm-hmm. now there it's not necessarily the plan that oh by you know in, in a month we're going to make 10 you know we're going to have a profit of 10,000 or 100,000 or whatever your number is it's not a number it's these are the things that you know are, that we want that we want to do how are we going to get there? What are going to be our measurements? Our you know what are going to be the the KPIs or the key performance indicators that we're going to look at? Are they purpose driven? Are they you know faith driven? Are they financially driven? And the answer is it's probably a little bit of everything, and that's fine. But there's always a plan, and even if the plan is not perfect, it's better than nothing. And even if the plan has to be changed, that's fine we live in the real world and we have to change our plans every once in a while. I mean, look what happened with COVID. We weren't expecting to do this. Right. And why is it that some businesses have closed down and others have flourished? Right. Did they, did they change their mindset? Did did they um, get more money? Did they, you know, no, most of them found a need and they were able to fulfill the need. And so, it, the, the money came to them because why their purpose was higher than just making a profit, right?
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because I just wanted to plug in a couple of things. It's so interesting. So I was reading somewhere that Facebook advertising, aside from the whole election year, right, there have been actually plummeting in ad sales because people have been afraid of investing, but this is a renaissance in terms of like, in terms of a people with ability to flourish and thrive when everyone else is, is running and hiding. This is an opportunity. I think for a lot of people, they will be making out like bandits. I, I believe that full in my heart completely because this is the time where people, if they're working their plans, right? And it's aligned with their heart and what they really want to accomplish, amazing things are going to happen. I truly believe that. So let me ask you a question. Investment is not easy. It's not easy. But what are s- simple ways they can work on uh, as they're growing their business, as 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 they as the people who are listening here, like they're growing their business, what can they do where they can still invest in their personal life as well as growing their business simultaneously? Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, I'm, I'm a planner. I mean, I really do believe that if you plan for your business as well as for your personal life, and you just start breaking it down, that you will achieve your goal. And, and, you know, I did that, you know, I had to get a loan to go to college and I had to pay it back. My parents didn't pay for my school, but I put myself on a, on a two-year plan to pay back all my student loans. And I did it. And it, you know, did I have to sacrifice sometimes? Yeah, I did. But but it, it taught me taught me that if plan, you about financial goals, but um, uh, you know, you, you just, if you break it down, uh, it, then you can achieve it because it's much more manageable. It, have you ever heard the the phrase, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? <laughs> so have you ever heard that? No, no. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yes, yes. So there's a there's an interesting phrase about, you know, how how to eat the elephant. It's you just eat it one bite at a time. How do you cook a, you know, how do you boil a frog? You just put the frog in the pot of water and you slowly turn up the heat. You know, oh, like, I don't want to think about frog that. But, into the <laughs> but but you see what I'm saying, right? You yeah. just do a little bit at a time. You just start you you just start small and then you build up and then you eventually you reach your goal. So um you know, setting the goals is, is important. And you also, I think as business owners, it's very important for us to, first of all, make sure that you have your business, whatever it is, LLP, you need to set your your company up correctly and and have the right people around you. Even if you're just paying for one hour's worth of service, pay for that service. It will help you tenfold down the road because the last thing you want to do is put yourself and your company at risk for any kind of financial liability. So um, one of the biggest things I find is that uh, people kind of just do a, a quick, you know that may not be enough for your type of business. So I would say invest the three hundred dollars that it's going to take to talk to a lawyer for an hour or whatever, so that you can make sure you set your your company up correctly from the beginning. And for your for your company and yourself, have a do some research, talk to somebody, um, and, and you don't have to spend any money on this really. But find out what it is that what kind of foundation you feel most comfortable with. I'll tell you that, you know, personally, when I'm working with families or I'm working with business owners, I'm asking them, do they have certain things? You know, do you have medical, dental, vision, AD&D, you know, disability? Because what I'm trying to make sure is that you have a good foundation so that if anything happens to you, you're prepared And I can't tell you how many times I've had clients come to me and say, oh my gosh, especially during this pandemic when it first started and everything was shutting down. And then when the stock market dropped in March and all that, people were calling me and I was calling them too. And, and they were saying, what do I do? What do I do? I don't know what to do. They were panicking. And I had such a calmness about me. You would probably appreciate this, Denise. I had such a calmness about me because I could say to them, Hey, we planned for this.
0: Mm. Remember
1: when we put these things in place? Oh yes. Okay. I mean, the, the relief is just on, I mean, it's, it's not measurable in dollars. So it just takes a little planning. So for your business, for your personal um, finances, just figure out what kind of foundation, you need to have and just start putting those things in place. You may not be able to do it all at once and that's okay. You know, you're working towards it. That's part of the plan and that's all right. So just getting that foundation in place is really, is really important. So, um, I would say that, you know, paying attention to, uh, laying, laying a strong foundation is, is vital because, you know, you can't build a house on sand. It no, you still can- has to have it still has to have a strong foundation.
0: You're absolutely right, and my gosh, you 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 were you were just selling yourself for me already. If if you are just trying to do this solo, alone, growing your business, and you have no clue what you're doing, Florida, just plugged in perfectly. Go reach for professional help if you need financial Denise, help. You, you cut out on me. I can't. <laughs> so I I was okay. just saying that. If you are trying to do this on your own, Lorna is a financial planner. If you need help with your structure your business, I am here to help you. Do not do this alone. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to make a thousand expensive mistakes before you ask for help. You can be proactive. So go, I going to, Lorna's going to give all many ways that yeah. so you can find her in a second. But I just want to say, you do not have to do this alone don't do it. It's a bad idea. It's messy. It's nasty. And it probably costs more money than do all the mistakes that you tried to do it on your own. So just don't do that. Now, let me ask you a question. What is the most common money issue that you've heard for entrepreneurs?
1: You know, it's, you may think this is funny, but it's, it's true. A lot of people just don't know what to do with their money. Wow. whether they have it or they don't They're, they don't know what to do with their money you know invested in the business do they pay for their mortgage do that you know they don't know what to do with it so um they and they an, another big thing that they that i hear from uh business owners too is there's such a fear about negative cash flow you know what I mean where you don't know if the money's coming or not right? Do I have enough clients to make enough money to pay all the staff, to pay all the bills, to, you know, so they they don't know what to do with their money. They worry about months when they might have a negative cash flow. Um, And of course, that's dependent on the type of business they run. And they also worry that there's not always a safety net. You know, they don't always have a lot of extra cash in the coffers, as we say, or they don't, you know, have a line of credits somewhere and you know, they or they don't feel comfortable taking out a line of credit. They also don't want to incur a lot of debt. So um, it's it's those are the the three probably the three biggest things is that they don't know what to do with the money, uh, they fear negative cash flow, and that they don't have that
0: safety net. You know what I think the biggest extinguisher for all the things that you mentioned is a plan. We can't plan everything, but what do you know? <laughs> I mean, no one, no one could have planned. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one could have planned the coronavirus. No, no one could have planned um, 9-11 or the dot-com, but like no one could have planned it. But if you have a solid foundation and if you have a financial advisor and a business coach working with you, then if calamity does strike, it's going to be easy peasy navigating through those rough waters. Exactly, it will be because, and and it'll give
1: you so much more confidence to do what you really want to do with the business and with your personal life and, you know, because you'll be able to say, wow, I can actually take that risk because I'm covered over here. And if anything goes wrong, I'm still okay. So it gives you a lot more confidence to to put yourself out there and to to
0: realize that you can achieve your goals. Mm -hmm. We all can achieve our goals as long as we have the plan and support along with us. So let me ask you, Lorna, how can people find you? Oh,
1: (laughs) so... um, I, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, if you look for me on those two platforms, it'll be Lorna Allen, A-L-L-E-N, first name Lorna, L-O-R-N-A. And um, you would need to look for me though, under Life Securities. So that's N-Y-L-I-F-E. So if you plug in that, then you'll be able to find me easily. I think I'm the only Lorna Allen in the Austin area uh, at, at Nylife Securities. I, with New York Life, you can also reach me by email at L. Allen. I I almost had to remember, right? I don't email myself, but L. Allen at F.T. life.com. And then you can also reach me directly. I honestly don't mind if you call me. You can reach me at 512-422-3331. That's a pretty easy number to remember, but I'm going to say it again, 512-422-3331. So I welcome, you know, I'm, I'm happy to give uh, uh, free consultations, 30-minute consultations, because I feel like that's my give back to the community. So please feel free. I will always um, do And give you the best uh, advice I have the best information I have so I welcome welcome any uh, questions
0: and I'm just so grateful for the conversation that we had today I mean I definitely feel like as long as we feel like we have that support network we can do anything not just forget about our business but in life you know is there any uh, closing thoughts or anything else that you want to uh, everyone else to hear before we, we wrap things up Um, I think I would just like to uh,
1: reiterate, you know, how important it is to just take that first step and, and be open to learning, be open to maybe just doing one little thing to get you closer to where you want to be. And I know this sounds kind of cliche, but don't let anybody or anything deter you from your goal, whether it's a personal goal, a business goal, a financial goal, it doesn't really matter. It's, everything that you do is connected to other, to all parts of your life, right? If you have confidence in one area, you're more likely to have confidence in another area. And so as you start to see yourself, you know, trying new things and becoming more confident, it'll give you the motivation to do even bigger and greater things. And, I just really believe that every person, you know, man, woman, child, every person can truly achieve whatever they want if they put their mind to it and if they have a plan.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Lorna Allen, such a pleasure. We're definitely going to talk again. I've always enjoyed just hearing just your reading, your positivity and with purpose. So again, just thank you. Thank you. All right. Go find more if you need help with your financial planning. So go ahead and do that. Again, it's been such a pleasure talking with you and we will speak again soon. Wonderful. Thank you, Denise. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.